1999, an awesome collective of dudes were deposited in Big Sky Country via the Uncle Sam Express, destined for adventures unknown. Faced with living in a maximum security social nightmare and trapped in a land time forgot, these dudes bonded quick, fast, and in a hurry, eventually blasting out onto the garbage can world at large. Today, perpetually searching for their next great adventure, these dudes thrive as ambassadors of awesomeness. If you're a fan of laughter and other shenanigans, and you can locate this podcast, then perhaps you can join us to get a little GCD. Howdy folks, Double J back here, coming at you live slash recorded from my studio slash spare bedroom, real deep in them foothills of Appalachia, directly from the number one drug overdose death capital of America, well, at least since 1980 and, you know, my lifetime. Uh, Once again, Double J here, I will be your pilot and navigator for this shenanigan-infused journey into the mind of this particular garbage can dude. Got a real dandy on deck for you folks of the interwebs. I like to call today's pod a Barry GCD introduction to Operation GCD. And joining me today for that Barry GCD introduction to Operation GCD is my dude Kevin, a.k.a. Kevin the Big Human, on account of the fact that he not only named his child Kevin, but also named his three dogs, his cat, and I believe a gerbil, all named Kevin. Hell, who knows why he did it, but, you know, I'm not the one to judge. In today's conversation with my dude Kevin the Big Human, I introduce him and you folks of the interwebs to some of the tales that I've been writing about on Operation GCD. And much to Kevin's surprise, Operation GCD's not just a podcast. He had no clue, apparently, that I'd been writing numerous tales on the website OperationGCD.com for a few months now. And uh, despite the fact that I've told him this numerous times, as you will hear in this conversation, claims ignorance to the matter, so, you know, what can I expect from a man who names his entire household Kevin, you know what I mean? So let me introduce you folks to those two tales that uh, we talk about here today on this discussion. A little brief uh, introduction to the two topics. The first is entitled, Smells Like Laurel Canyon. The basis of that tale is one dude's inquisition into whether or not the 1990s well, 1980s and 1990s, Seattle grunge, the whole grunge movement and counterculture, whether or not that was a uh, artificial movement, one created via a larger project of the intelligence communities. I say that because the tale smells like Laurel Canyon on OperationGCD.com. This tale began after I read a book that very much changed my worldview, especially into the music industry, and it was entitled Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon 
by an author named Dave McGowan, where he explores the topic of the alleged manufactured nature of the 1960s hippie movement and the Laurel Canyon music and movie scene that revolved around it. Now, I've taken essentially taken 12 or so salient characteristics from Dave McGowan's Weird Scenes Inside Laurel Canyon book, and I've attempted to apply those same concepts and characteristics to the 1980s and 1990s Seattle grunge music counterculture scene. And, hmm, weird. Wouldn't you know, it almost fits perfectly. In fact, there's many of the same players that overlap between the two tales. Hey, I know, it's 30 years apart. That may seem strange. However, it's a thing. I mean, not delving too far into the subject, you know, brief introduction here. I'm roughly six or seven chapters into the tale of Smells Like Laurel Canyon. Now, the second tale on OperationGCD.com that I discuss here in today's Barry GCD introduction to Operation GCD is a tale that's been circulating the interwebs for a number of years. It's a phenomenon known as the Smiley Face Killers. Now, as I've followed this phenomenon over the years, I've noticed a few things. One thing I've noticed is the potential correlation between these alleged victims of this phenomenon and their correlation to the mounds. Now, America has a vast history of mounds and a very mound-centric history at that. Just dating back to our founding fathers, that tale is long lost from history, but is seems to be a very integral part of the history of this nation, starting with George Washington himself. But not to get too far off subject, the mounds related to the smiley face killings well, it turns out that many of these mounds were used for ritual human sacrifice at some point in America's past, be it ancient of 2,000 years ago or be it 500 years ago in slightly more modern times. Many of these mound sites across America served as a site for ritual human sacrifice. This is fairly well accepted throughout modern-day anthropologists and archaeologists in fact, their conclusions are the individuals that were sacrificed weren't strangers to the community. They weren't foreigners. They were, in fact, members of the community that were responsible for the sacrifice. So, my question is, and this is what I'm exploring in the series titled Smiley Face Killers, colon, A Human Sacrifice. Now, in that series, again, I try to compare and contrast the quote-unquote, dozen or so known victims based upon forensic sciences outlined in a academic textbook by the original detective and a criminology professor associated with studying this phenomenon. These two individuals have written an academic-style forensic textbook, thus essentially proving a dozen or so of these individual victims were in fact murdered and not, quote-unquote, accidentally drowned as the original conclusions of their death were reached. Numerous examples of overturning these, um, these conclusions, these accidental death conclusions with forensic science represented in this 
very academic style textbook. So I take those cases and compare them to the known mound sites in here in good old America. So you'll find that series also on operationgcd.com. Anyhow, enough of me meandering about here with this introduction. I'll catch you folks out of the interwebs on the flip here with that conversation with my dude, Kevin the Big Human. Wham! Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Lick on these nuts and suck a dick. Get the fuck out after you're done. And I hops in my ride to make a quick run. I used to know a bitch named Eric Fright. We used to roll around and fuck the hoes at night. Tighter than a motherfucking gangster beat. And we was falling on the motherfucking Compton streets. Beat that shit got deep and it was all number one song after number one song. What's up, dude? Whatever, dude. What are you up to, man? Fucking, fucking traffic, friend. Ooh. And I'm not exactly sure how that's possible, but there seems to be some sort of emergency situation in this uh, intersection in front of me, so I'm pretty much just fucked right now. I'm jammed up real nice. Looks like I got in right behind it before the uh, the lights and sirens showed up, so I'm going to be here a while. Didn't have Perfect a Snickers. Time. Figured I'd give you a call. Well... I wish you had a Snickers, but I'll try to fill in. Speaking of Snickers, I used to work with a broad whose nickname was Snickers. That's an unfortunate nickname. That is kind of weird. Well, in the context of the story, it would make sense. However, I don't feel like reiterating that story at the moment. I don't feel like you should either. She must have stuck a Snickers through the sun, though, right? Well, that's precisely what occurred. She got gangbanged, and a Snickers got jammed up her b-hole. She got the yeah. Snickers butthole routine. I've never had that. Never done that. Yeah, we're a couple of guys. They're right, Pat. They like to really break in the new airman real nice. <laughs> that's where it was. She was there like a week, bro. Like, she was three years later, she already... they were still calling her Snickers. I mean, that's something you're not going to just and she break did. away from. And she didn't. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what are you getting into? Uh, stop by here. Trying to find me a little bit of getting a basketball at Dick's. Oh, you're playing with Dick's? I'm out here playing Shocker. with Dick's. Shocker. News alert. What are you, hooping? You going to be a hooper? You be a coach. You going to be a hooper and a pooper? No, I'm just going to be a coach, dude. Just hooping and pooping, huh? Yeah, they won't let me play anymore. I've inspired my own. You fucking dominated. Like, you're, it's embarrassing to watch the other players try to compete with you. We're going to yeah. need you to retire. Like, I'm I have to say. Dude, this is a real bad situation. Making eighth graders my bitches. Oh, you're coaching Raps with Fat Cats? Yeah, well, I'm not coaching him during the game. That way I don't go to jail. (laughs) But you're coaching his team? Yeah, I'm coaching two teams, but during the game. uh, Paul, you met Paul, the neighbor behind us. 
don't think so. Joey's dad? You never met him? No. Uh-uh. He's going to coach Caden Sam during the games. Caden breakdown? Yeah. That way I don't have to be involved with that shit. <laughs> that way Child Protective Services don't have to come around here and pretend like it's not America. Right. Where the fuck do they get off trying to tell me whether or not I can discipline my child? True. If they only knew Raps with Fat Cats, they would probably yeah. do the same thing. Yeah, you'd be like, no, nah, this kid definitely needs discipline. <laughs> Forget everything I said before. Yeah, we're going to drop the charges. We spent a weekend with him. I li- I'm, I'm literally in like the worst car possible in this situation, other than the folks involved in the horrific automobile accident because I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna literally going to be the last person to ever get out of here because everyone who's already in the left lane is never going to let me over. You know what I mean? Bunch of, bunch of D-holes. And then this new patrol car on scene has just strategically maneuvered his vehicle to block all but a very portion of the left lane that you basically have to go into oncoming traffic. I think he's trying to create more accidents. And he's the cop. And he's the cop. Dude, it's January 8th. Don't you think they'd have refilled the shells by now? How mad do you think they're going to be if I cut through the uh, the fire department parking lot? Oh, they, they like that. They're into that, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the fire department pulled out of their, of their fucking parking lot and just blocked the road because it's right here. Lord of mercy, Kevin's Lord of mercy. Don't hey, don't do that never flat basketball. It, while it is awesome for about three months, it will go debunked on you real fast. Did you buy a no flat basketball? No, nah, I mean I buy them because they're fairly inexpensive and they are a decent basketball. Even if you bring it inside at night and like take care of it, it'll eventually get oblong because it is a never flat, meaning it, the air wants to go somewhere. Oh. You'll, you'll get some sort of weird bump in it after a while. It's strange. I can understand that if it was, you know, if you left it, had to leave it out at night or something like that, but in the cold, I get it, but I've never done that to my last two of them. I, do, I like the basketball, though. The, the weather on there is fantastic. Do you think it could be cancerous? Yeah, Blanc. Definitely cancerous. I knew it. Oblong buttholes. Oblong buttholes. So what are you back to school? Uh yeah, my ap- academic probation. Right, trying not to pull any fucking Ferris Bueller's Day Off bullshit. Not anymore. Dude, they're academic, academic probations for fucking for the birds. For the right. bird, the birds and the turds. Dude, there are still people up here with Christmas lights on, dude. What's up with that? It's America. I mean, it, while I agree, that is a good point. It is America. I do not agree with them having Christmas lights up on January 8th. Get the fuck out of here. It's a little late for that show, but I agree. I mean, so why doesn't anyone make non-skinny sweatpants anymore, dude? I know, right? Or jeans, for that matter, right? Yeah, I don't want to be in style, if yeah, that's skin, what it means. Skinny jeans don't fit me, dog. Yeah, I mean, if, if that being in style... Well, fat uh, dude should never put him on either. Oh, dude, I guess I can go turn left here. This is a real shit show. I'm down to nothing but champion as the only people that make sweatpants that aren't skinny. Oh, yeah? 
Oh, uh, that's not yeah. true. I just got some Under Armors that were pretty, I think, that were pretty tits. Full cut? Uh, possibly. Possibly. When's your old basketball season start? Uh, tonight's first practice. You, you need any backups, you give me a call. I can pass as a 13-year-old. I probably do. I'm going to need a ringer. I mean, look, if Raps with Fat Cats can pass as a 13-year-old, I can pass as a 13-year-old. True, because I'm going to check his eligibility. There's yeah, a couple, bunch of kids that are taller than him, though. And, and his urine. Give that kid a urine check. He's got some HGH in there somewhere. <laughs> Is that what happens when you take HGH and don't lift? You just get beefy as fuck? It's a beefy kind of life. Dude, I, I, I oftentimes get confused by the amount of, you know, just the beef in my life, and then you guys have, you guys deal with way more beef. Right, so much beef, dude. So much Man. beef, dude. I got on the scale today, and I was like 218. I told the doctor, you better shut your mouth. She goes, that's better. You weighed 228 last year. I was like, you better shut your mouth. Well, you were down below 218, though, huh? Dude, I was, dude, I was, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. December was a rough month. <laughs> <laughs> All I did was party and not work out, dude, and eat a well, lot of food. I was up to 293 when I got back from Deb's house. I mean, I have my boots and my clothes on, so it's probably more like 214, but that's still 14 pounds in a month. Right. Well, five now I'm already, five I've already lost 10 pounds. That's, yeah, dude. I, and I, yeah, I ate a lot. I mean, I recognizably, I didn't accidentally do it. I just said, it's the fucking holidays. I don't give a fuck. You know Let's I mean? party. Let's fucking party, dude. Well, I mean, I had two weddings to go to. That helped with the attitude of, let's just fucking party. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to watch what I'm eating. What's going no. on now? Dude, are you kidding me? Did you, did you watch me eat at fucking Sam's wedding? No, you eat a lot? Oh, my God, dude. I ate as much as Raps Fat Cats. Dude, that is not good. He was shadowing my appetite there for a solid hour, and I'm pretty and sure he may have been beating me. Oh, he did keep up, huh? Oh, yeah. Keep up? I was more like I was keeping up with him, shit. Right, right. So what's up, man? What are you uh, What are you getting into besides basketball? Uh, that's it, dude. School that's it? basketball. VA work studies. VA work study. Gotta do I that. I banged that girlfriend of mine, but she's big, dude. You gonna bang her? No, I already did. Nice. Good for you. She's big. Hey, man. It's all relative. I'm big, dude. I'm 293. I can't be that's, kicking anyone out of bed for... I mean, I didn't want to call you fat, but that's what I was kind of getting at. <laughs> Fuck you. You're a fat... You're a fat... It's all relative. I mean, like, you can pull better ass, but, like, you gotta you gotta drop, like, 20 pounds. And then if you want to pull, like... try. If you want to pull, like, your fucking, like, double, triple D cup fucking right pat broad, you gotta drop, like, 40 pounds, bro. Oh, at least, dude. Probably more like 75. Nah, you look like you're a cancer patient at that point. Let's be honest about the situation. You put on a lot of muscle mass in the last 10 years. You're a man. It happens. Uh, you know, I, if you drop about 40 pounds, you'd probably, probably be about the same. Hmm. Just need to lose 40 pounds. I don't have any muscle mass. Bro. I, Thanks for I don't time. know where my weight goes. I've lost considerable amount of waist sizes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. 
and somehow my stomach gets bigger and like I, I weigh more and like my doctor's like yeah your weight just is just redistribution of your weight I'm like I don't know what that means dude uh, I'm not redistributing shit I'm just losing weight why would it it's like all of the weight that I lose has to go through my belly first it's really bizarre I wouldn't be surprised if I, that's exactly what's going on in my life just coming straight to your belly yeah, I mean, I went. To, I was at the doctor again today. I mean, they did. They ran some. They're doing blood work for my annual physical. But like, I'm dude. I'm healthy. You know what I mean? I don't know where these non-skinny pants that you were talking about were, but I'm not seeing them. Not finding them. No, dude. I don't know. I just got a pair of Under Armors for Christmas. They were pretty solid. Well, here's a pair that are still joggers and kind of skinny pants, and they're sixty bucks. No. Yeah. I'm not, that's I'm not so that's way too much, dude. Go to go to fucking TJ Maxx or the other one. Ross's. Yeah, Ross's, and they got all the shit there, dude. That's you true. Know, you I'm know what I mean? They got all the name there. brand shit there, and they got it for like a third of the price. That's where I usually go. Fuck yeah, that's America. I don't shop at Dick's unless I get a gift card, bro. And even then, I, I got it's like it's got to be on sale. Like I won't. I don't buy shit full price. I'm a guy who will not pay full price for this. I don't blame you. I'm over it, dude. Full price is for suckers. Right. You, I get, the only other place I shop at is Macy's for, for my athletic gear, which is basically everything I wear. And I want to say they got some good selections there, and they usually have some solid sales going on. JC Penney's is another one for solid sales, but I don't think you got a Penny's going out there. We have pennies. We don't have Macy's. Oh, is that what you don't got? Okay. I know you didn't have one of them. Yeah. Macy's ain't doing well. I mean, but now. what department store is, you know? Right. But they're, they're closing their, their downtown Cincinnati location. That's their flagship, one of their, one of their two flagship Excuse stores. They have a flagship right. store in Macy's, you know, in New York uh, Avenue and in New York City, and they have the Macy's in Cincinnati because when they combined with Elder Beerman, that was the Elder Beerman flagship store. Not Elder Beerman. Who am I thinking of? Maybe Elder Beerman. Oh, yeah, probably Elder Beerman, dude. Yeah, they combined with somebody. I think it was Elder Beerman. I just kind of, I say things because it just jumps out of my head, and then I have to think, and I think about it, and I'm like, oh, that sounds right. But I think that sounds right. One of them stores. They combined with them. That was the flagship store. So Macy's kept it because that's the Carew Tower, this fancy piece of architecture there, you know? Yeah. And then uh, they just announced their day. They're closing that bitch down. Ooh. Close it down. Here's some Adidas pants I'm liking, but they're, they're still jogger. You, are, you are an Adidas man. I've never been an Adidas type of guy. Well, it's the German in me. It is. No one blaming on the German. Well, dude, he's afraid of Adidas without skinny problems. Dude, I was talking to, I was talking to Awesome Austin, I think it was last Friday, maybe? Right. Must have been Friday. And he's heading into work, right? And New York City's getting blasted by a blizzard, right? And he's like, right. he's like, he's talking about how he's driving like 10 miles an hour. I'm like, dude, why are you even going into work today? And like, I already heard on like the, the morning show I listened to, they were talking about New York City and all the East Coast because they're out of DC. 
They were talking about getting bla- how they were all getting blasted with the blizzard. And I go on the Times Square, like, cameras and shit to see the people in Times Square. Dude, the wind's, the snow's coming in sideways. There's people falling over. There's a guy, like, shoveling his sidewalk in Times Square out in front of a store. And just, like, he can't even get ten feet away before it's all covered back up again, you know? Right. And, like, Awesome Austin thinks it's a great idea to drive to work on one of the deadliest r- routes in America. He sent me another video. This dude, Oh, dude, he sends me videos almost or pictures almost daily of clear, I mean, automobile accidents and fires. It, it definitely looks like someone died. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, holy it's shit. Another day in good. the life of Austin. Oh, dude, it's just another day in the life of folks commuting into New York City. I've done that numerous times. It's crazy. You thought L.A. was bad, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not a New York City fan either. No, neither am I. Well, I mean, I am, and I'm, I am, and I'm not. I am, and I'm not. So, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, I forgot what I was going to say to you. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Uh... Have you been reading any of my Operation GCD tales? I don't think so, dude. First of all, how dare you, sir? Uh, I think. Are they on the podcast? Nope. Where am I supposed to get these said tales? www.gofuckyourself.com Whatever, dude. I think someone already took that one from you. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm the owner. You're the owner. Not only are you a client, but you're also the owner. It is uh, www.operationggolfccharliedelta.com. OperationGCD.com. Dot com. Click on there. Uh, You're going to find yourself a variety of tales. Lots Uh, of fun. Lots of fun. It's all sorts of fun. Good times. Great country. I have uh, not only a tale about uh, the asking the question regarding how manufactured the... Seattle grunge rock music scene was. I do that by comparing it to a book I read of a dude who outlined how likely manufactured the 1960s counterculture was. I said, hmm, that's strange. I wonder if I can, you know, point out, you know, highlight 10 salient characteristics of that dude's tale. And then apply them to the 1990s counterculture, 30 years later. And lo and behold, lo and behold, would you believe, it fits exactly the same fucking cookie-cutter approach. It even includes many of the same characters. A whole cast of the same characters, in fact. Oh, really? And the same tasks. Oh, yeah. Well, not necessarily the same characters, but certainly their offspring. Absolutely. Absolutely their offspring. 100%. That's on there. I wrote a very fantastic chapter six to that tale recently called You're a Bonesman. I'm a Bonesman. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, yes. It's uh, it's it's one of my favorite scenes from The Big Lebowski when <laughs> the dude comes in to meet the 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 Big Lebowski, Mister Lebowski, the old w- wheelchair Lebowski. He goes, the old Lebowski says to the dude, he goes, you're a Lebowski, I'm a Lebowski, yes, yes. <laughs> I'll lose it every time. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? And uh, what else? I got the. Uh, I started a recent series asking the question: Are the smiley face murders a modern day ritual killing? I'm gonna go ahead and answer that question and say, fucking most likely. But I, I point out their relationship to the mounds. How the mounds used to be specific mounds, not all the mounds. Let's not get crazy now. But how the mounds used to be sites of ritual killings. And then I asked the question, what changed? Because we have strange deaths around these same sites today. Right. I don't infer, I'm not inferring that a group who existed fucking 2,000 years ago here in America is fucking murdering folks today. Come on, dude. That would be fucking crazy. What I am saying is that modern day occult ritualistic societies, groups, organizations, cults, what have you, whatever you want to call them, they're getting the together. Cults? The Indi- Indianapolis Colts, not the, the football team, though, just a cult from Indianapolis. Just a cult. They, uh, these type of folks are getting together and seem to be uh, murdering folks following some ancient traditions. What do I mean by ancient traditions, you may ask? Yeah, what, what do you mean by... Oh, okay, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, I use, for example, in the introductory chapter of that series, the uh, comparison to the Seventh-day Adventists. Are you hip to the Seventh-day Adventists? I don't know much about them. I'll give you... Like Mormons, aren't they? You're, you're spot on, my friend. You know more than you thought, I think. They're Jehovah's, right? Very similar. They all, Jehovah's, the Seventh-day Adventists, the Mormons, they all grew out of the same movement. Like the same, the same time frame, the same learnings, if you will, from these ancient teachings. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of magic rooted in, well, I don't know the theology of Jehovah's and Seventh-day Adventists. It's my understanding there's a lot of magic rooted in their theology. I can tell you with complete certainty because I formerly held numerous magical rites in the Mormon church. All uh-huh. sorts of magic going on in there. Lots of magic. No, I don't, I'm not disparaging their magic. I'm just saying like I used to hold their... Do they really think it's magic? Well, it, they do and they don't. They do and they don't. I, I think they're less, they're less vocal and forward about it in a sense today. I mean, the, the whole religion is rooted in magic from day one. To, well, I mean, they do these rituals very similar to Masonic rituals, from my understanding. And there's yeah. these, they do these, they call them priesthoods, and 
I mean, in, in, in the most simple sense, it's a magical ritual. Um, I, I don't think it's openly looked like that from the church, but I think it's kind of like it's understood at a certain point. You know what I mean? Right. So what's the seventh-day Adventist doing? The seventh-day Adventists, the group grew out of that same movement of the mid-19th century uh, new religions here in good old America. And they've split off numerous times. They initially started, and the guy was like, hey, yo, the Earth's going to fucking explode in like six months. Everyone, give me your money. Give me your women. I'm gonna, Of course, I'm going to have sex with them. God wants me to have sex with them. I don't know if he said that. Right. I just assume all cult leaders are banging all the chicks. Or the dudes, if they're into dudes. Whatever. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not certain what they're into to describe the activities exactly, but the guy was like the earth's going to explode. Why wouldn't I want to bang all the chicks, right? Well, I mean, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I, I can't say that the man doesn't have a good sales pitch. However, it right. always fails in the end because six months later when the earth doesn't explode, well, you're like, oh shit, the earth didn't explode. So then, yeah, so- out of that initial seventh day Adventist group, and the Earth not exploding, three or four groups, you know, break off. The Earth's going to explode at different times with each group. Those don't happen. Three or four more groups break off from each one of those three or four. And in the 1990s, we get David Koresh. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, no matter how many times the Earth didn't explode, it didn't matter. The group was going to continue to splinter off into other groups that at a different date in the future for which the earth was going to explode. Or though second coming or apocalypse, whatever. There was going to be some massive fucking end of dates. So we need to have a good solid date. So my point being with, what's that? We need to have a good solid date before you start a cult. Well, I mean, you got you got to build yourself some time to bang all those women, my friend. That's true. That ain't happen overnight. Yeah, you don't want to give yourself two weeks. You don't want to say the earth's going to end in two weeks. What are you, you're not going to get enough money. You're definitely not going to get enough ass. <laughs> Let's make it worth your while and make it at least 18. 18 months seems fair and accurate. Right. Seems like it would be an efficient time frame in which to to do a sufficient amount of cocaine, hookers, and fucking drug, sex, and rock and roll, right? And that's every cult leader. At the end of the at the end of the day, they're preaching that's one thing, but it about. seems to be drug, sex, and rock and roll at the end of the day. Right. But that's my point that. being is that, but even bad ideas don't die. You know, eighteen in the eighteen we'll call it, I think it was eighteen forties, the Seventh Day Adventists. Maybe it was a little bit later than that. Maybe eighteen sixties. Seventh Day Adventists said shit was going to blow up, and then it didn't blow up, and then every successive group from that initial group that was wrong about the earth blowing up until we got David Koresh. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of bad ideas not going anywhere. And you, and if you think that the Waco folks are done with their business, you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong there, fella. Because let me tell you, there is a group of uh, Branch Davidians, I believe is what they call themselves, is that sect of the, uh, the you know, the fallout from the Seventh-day Adventists. And... They're still alive and well, my friend. There's still a group calling themselves, following those same teachings, calling themselves Branch Davidians. 
because it's going to take a lot more than some fucking tanks, a few fires, and the death of some women and children to stop that idea, if you know what I mean. Stop that party. Yeah, you ain't stopping that party. It's a David Koresh mm-hmm. party. David Koresh party Baby. goes all night. <laughs> and then some. And, yeah, and then and then it's it's fucking then some. It's a blaze. It's fucking blazing. Why haven't we ever partied with that guy? Um, uh, that's a good question. I'm guessing because he died. So, in that same regard, what I'm saying is there's an ancient theology of murdering your, not murdering, but offering the the best male of a herd or uh, to the gods, you know what I mean? Whether right. it be human or animal of the herd, either human or animal. And I'm saying that there are folks still following that practice today, committing what we're calling murder in a modern day example, but they're what they would refer to as a ritual offering to their gods. And if you were to try to have a legitimate and logical conversation with them about it, much like any other religious belief, I think the concept would be lost. Right, they're just going to not have it. Different perspective altogether. What, what, because to them, it's probably what's going to happen if we don't offer this to our gods. We've been offering right. this to our gods for thousands of years. It's kind of like We're the Vatican. When the Vatican's like, I think there's meetings, especially in recent years, that have gone on in the Vatican where they're like, someone's like, we got to stop raping these kids. One of the top Vatican dudes. And then other Vatican dudes are like, what do you mean? They're like pounding a table. What do you mean we're going to stop raping these kids? We've been raping these kids' butts for thousands of years. Why the fuck would we stop raping these kids' butts now? It's kind of the yeah. same thing. Just don't make sense, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's... And just because you did it yesterday doesn't mean you need to do it tomorrow, in my opinion, but I feel like it's that's kind of deeply rooted in any religious belief is what I'm getting at, but in the same regard, like, I honestly think there's, it's a mindset that's like, we, well, what we're doing is normal. What you're talking about is crazy. Us stopping this stuff. We're not going to stop it. That's Looney Tunes. Right. So that's my other story I got going on there. If you're unaware, there's been a high volume of young, often well-educated, highly, on almost every occasion, highly skilled uh, young men uh, dying mysteriously being then being found in water, most of the many states across the U.S. I'm not going to say all of them because, again, I see a pattern with the mounds. Every state this goes on in, this phenomenon seems to be occurring in, is also in and around mounds. And what? Yeah. And to make that point, I call it the Albuquerque theory. Now, Albuquerque, New Mexico, huge population, ten times the population of. Uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, a city that has roughly nine to ten of these style deaths, right, mm-hmm. over the last mm, 10, 15 years. Well, take that back. Over the last 20 years, they got about ten, nine, ten of these deaths. La Crosse, Wisconsin is one of the world's highest concentration of the mound, especially effigy mounds, which I think were often used for these type of rituals. Mm-hmm. And... This whole state of Wisconsin is the world's largest concentration of effigy mounds. It doesn't have the largest effigy mound. That's over by me, 
but Wisconsin, they're real heavy on the effigy mounds. And Albuquerque, zero mounds, zero effigy mounds, no mounds at all. Now, lacrosse, like I said, 9, 10 deaths, 20 years. Albuquerque over those 20 years, or for any year in the past that I could ever find, zero of these kind of deaths, right? Right. Ten times the population, they should have 90 to 100 deaths over the last 20 years of this style. It, it was just accidents, circumstantial incidents and accidents. They should have somewhere in the ballpark of 90 deaths over the last 20 years. And if, and a lot of folks then would like to think, well, it's lacrosse's high population of college students. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Albuquerque's got three times the fucking college students, and again, ten times the population, and have zero of these deaths. They also have zero mounts. I call it the Albuquerque theory. So I got that, I got that going on there too. OperationGCD.com. Check her out. I think I'm going to need a sleeveless sweatshirt hoodie. Oh, they're going to say sleeveless condom, and I'm pretty sure they call that going <laughs> bareback, my friend. Uh, if I need a condom, I'd have to have you <laughs> take me to the doctor. Not even a condom at that point. No. no. What is this? What, what is a condom, dude? Yeah, you, the thing you should, goes. That's a good product for the Chinese to make sleeveless condoms. It's just an empty condom wrapper. <laughs> God, leave it to the Chinaman. Goddamn Chinaman. Got me again. Yeah, guess you're going to get knocked up. That's not racist because they actually did get me a couple times, so I'm really upset about it still. <laughs> what did the Chinaman get you? Uh, they stole both of my patents. For what? Uh, well, they don't have copyright laws, do But they, both patents that were hoisted by the Chinese, made for much reduced cost and therefore pushed out of myself out of the market. Well, look, it's the it's the art of the Chinamen. They're real good at that kind of thing. That's why everything in this country gets manufactured in fucking China. Dude, uh, 3J was only like six years old when he figured that out. He goes, Dad, why does everything on my toys say made in China? I said, that's a fantastic question. Let's talk fucking wages. <laughs> because America? China, they paid him 12 cents. In America, they got to pay them $12. Who would you like to employ? He goes, well, I guess I'd pay them 12 cents because they can make it cheaper. I'm like, shit, this is fucking math a six-year-old can do. Right. But now what can we make ourselves? Nothing. Oh, that's the point, dude. Someone, dude, there's been a long-term goal to make America fat, dumb, and lazy. And look around. It's working. <laughs> It's definitely working. It's working big time. I was I had this conversation with Awesome Austin this morning because I made a comment that blew his mind hole when he said something. I don't remember what he said exactly, but the point of what I said, well, Steve Jobs never let his children touch Apple products or iPads or you know or, or iPhones. He goes, what are you talking about, dude? Of course he did. He invented it. Why wouldn't his children use it? And I said, that's hilarious. That makes so much reasonable sense that if you were to invent something, your children would use it. However, I mean, unless it's something weird like a dildo, you're probably not going to give it to your children to use. I get that. iPhones, iPads, that makes sense. I understand what he was thinking. However, I was aware that Steve Steve Jobs, right, the inventor of the job, he and also the iPad and the iPhone, 
he came out and said that he's like, I won't let my children, you know, have these things. You know, I've seen the grips of technology on other people, and I don't want that for my children. This right. is the inventor of the iPad and the iPhone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like, this shit ain't good. Yeah. And fucking, no, it's not even that, dude. Just like, you know, the education system, Common Core, is only designed to make, to make kids tarted. Super tarted, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, the math. I can't even have a kid with his math on so Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I go through this shit all the time for fourth graders' work, and, and luckily my son's not a mouth breather, because if, you know, you're a mouth breather, or even borderline mouth breather, or just kind of teetering on mouth breather, Common Core right. is definitely going to make you full-blown mouth breather. Because it's not, it's, not good, it's not looking good for him, bud. The education system right. as a whole, it's just, it's stamp, dude, it's designed to stamp out all, like, imagination. It's designed to, to make, to make, uh, you just comply with standards and practices. So you go read a checklist at your work. Once you graduate their little public school program, you read a checklist at your work and you can, you can accomplish this checklist in this order and do it efficiently and effectively to your management standards, i.e. the teacher at the front of the room telling you this checklist that you're complying with now. Because that's all Common Core is about, is complying with checklists and standards. And the way they even approach it is ridiculous. And again, I, and I'm, I don't know the ins and the outs of it other than telling you as a parent that when I do it, it's ridiculous and retarded. Sometimes I feel like writing on the paper, this question is stupid. Your answer is dumber. You all need to go back to school and learn more knowledge. Yeah. You do that. But at the end of the day, the teacher there don't care. She don't give a shit. She's there for these kids to pass a test. Once they pass that test that year or the following year that they're preparing for, you know, they're always focused on the test, whether or not they're doing it the current year. They're preparing for that test, more of the standards and practices. And fucking that's all they're focused on. That's all the principal cares about. That's all the district cares about. There's certain bonuses structured. The kids make X percentages pass these tests. They get certain bonuses. They get certain paychecks. It's all very financially incentivized. It's all a bunch of bullshit. None of it is focused on the education of the child. And it's worse off than I was there. And when I was there, they employ convicted pedophiles. I wish I was making that up, but I actually went to school and was educated by convicted pedophiles. You do the math, Johnny. Right. And your mom was cool with that? Uh, She didn't know. The administration certainly claimed not to have known. That's convenient. Right. Real convenient. I definitely, I definitely got away with sleeping in the class for an entire year because I told my teacher when he said something to me, he goes, I got a real problem with you. It's like, you know, telling me to stay after class, like my junior year. He's like, I got a real problem with you sleeping in my class all the time, man. And I was like, hmm, that's strange. I got a real problem with you touching all the high school girls in this class and some that aren't even in this class that sit on your lap throughout the entire class just just because. I got a real problem with that. He goes, oh, all right, well, fair enough. <laughs> and I just slept the entire year. I had the highest grade in the class. He gave me the, have you familiar with the, the movie Summer School with Mark Harmon? Uh-uh. No, oh, Mark Harmon is the gym teacher. He gets jammed into doing summer school. It's a bunch of freaks, geeks, and morons. There's a football player that shows up on the first day and asks for the bathroom pass. 
and he comes back on the last day to take the test and gets the highest grade. And that guy gave my my teacher gave me that guy award for the year because I came into his class and slept every day and still had the highest grade. Well, I'm not in front of people, but if he was going to try to tell me I couldn't sleep, I was definitely going to tell him you can't be a diddler in fucking in class, dude. I I'm not making this up either. I randomly saw. I only knew this guy because his wife was my elementary school gym teacher. I And I ran into her husband. I was 13. Ran to her husband at a random hotel in Orlando, Florida, with a girl I knew to be a high schooler, a senior in high school, on spring break together. That's that, where to do it? That's the, that's the shit that was going down. In Cincinnativille, and circa nineteen nineties. Yeah. It's, then you had a party down there. Yeah, it's only gotten worse, man. They don't give a shit about kids. They didn't give a shit about kids then. We were employing up, openly employing convicted pedophiles. That dude was convicted already. That guy wasn't. There was two guys, other guys that were. And then a separate guy, also one of my teachers is now a convicted sex offender because he was, for months, uh, getting women to pull their vehicles over down the side of this busy road, and then he'd get out of his car, run up there in, like, a trench coat and show him his dick, and then he'd run away. He's like, hey, check this out, shake his dick around a little bit, and then he'd run off. Like, that guy was a teacher of mine. I like his style, but I don't think it's right. Yeah, it seems a bit aggressive. And the court system agrees, because he definitely did three to five. Now, his wife, also a former teacher of mine, probably still is a teacher. That guy, my understanding, no longer a teacher. Thank God. No one needs that. Actually, he was actually one of my favorite teachers, to be honest with you. He was a nice guy. He's, You know what I mean? Like, he was a good teacher. He didn't seem to be a fucking, wasn't an openly dickbag, you know, it seemed He's been harboring it, you know, for the most part, shaking his dick at nights on the weekends. You know what I mean? <laughs> but his wife, on the other hand, she hated my guts. I believe her exact statement to the principal my junior year was, he may in fact be the devil. <laughs> I allegedly orchestrated some conspiracy of tormenting her. It's a long story. Later events... or. Earlier events had led to the conspiracy when I had actually led a conspiracy to maintain control of the school television network and the little mission I like to call Operation Blackout. They wanted to show us this nonsense every morning, fucking propaganda news bullshit. I was like, I'm over any of this shit. I'm just going to fuck with your TV systems. Got this little two-inch by three-inch universal remote. And I fucking, once they were on to me, I, I established a extensive network amongst my baseball team in which to control, the, you know, to pass the remote around, where in which I would not be busted. Well, one of them did it flagrantly and out of control got busted. Brought down the whole network. Years later, I'm caught up in a separate conspiracy with a few of those characters. Completely no conspiracy whatsoever in that occasion. However, due to the earlier conspiracy, they definitely try to pin that on me real fast. I said, this is preposterous. I've never heard of something more preposterous. 
You people better stop saying preposterous stuff. <laughs> well, the worst part is they ended up uh, stealing your idea and put it in the movie Fist Fight. Uh, what is this? Fist Fight? Yeah, did you see that? Is that the one with Charlie Day and Tone Loke? Yeah, and they, they keep turning off his TV. No, I did not. I'm, not, I'm unfamiliar with that. Dave, that's still your story. Well, uh, they must have been familiar with the reason, one of the reasons I was almost expelled my eighth grade year. That was actually the second reason. I only instituted that entire project due to the first reason they tried to expel me. I said, fuck all these people, fuck their attitudes, I'm out of here. I really wasn't out of anywhere, though. I, I was stuck, pretty much, so. <laughs> Oops. Well, I mean, that's what they get for keeping me locked up in that place. I get to control their fucking TVs. I gotta find a good basketball now. Rub it real nice. Mm. Make sure it rub real good. You know, the only basketball they make that's real leather anymore is the official NBA basketball, and they're like 170. They're on sale for 140 right now. They got no sheepskins, sheep wools, or sheep leathers? No sheep leathers. Everything no sheep, no sheep stuff, huh? No sheep stuff. Well, uh, question. The, yeah. Why are you purchasing the basketball at a store? Should I be making it? You should definitely be making it. Why would you not? Why would you not order that basketball on the online? Uh, I may end up doing that for a real one. Uh, what do you mean, real one? Um, a real one. Who are you calling fake basketballs? Everything else is composite leather, dude. Did you rub it? Uh, I haven't, but I read. You need to. You need to rub it. I googled it. Did you look at it? I didn't, but I could. Well, that's it. That's the show here, folks. So the next time you're out on the town, visiting your local watering holes, or perhaps just meandering around, and you hear the unmistakable sounds of metal clanking, and you spot signs of a disturbance. Well, check your six. Look in that garbage can, cause you never can tell. The GCDs may be loose in your town. Mm-hmm.